Alrighty. Uh, hello, and welcome back to Meta Dungeon, where today is going to be kind of an Antiques Roadshow style. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I loved that show as a kid. Yeah. Uh, kind of session. So, uh, I'm Zach. I'm here with... I am Mel, and Zach, you didn't tell me there were ghosts in your apartment. <laughs> Well, I thought you'd be really happy about I'm that. I'm very so. happy about it. It's but more, damn, was it scary. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. So after I got over the initial, holy shit, um, I got more disappointed in you because you didn't yeah. tell me there were ghosts in your apartment. I've just got the heart palpitations. This well, actually also works for Antiques Roadshow because they're a haunted, accursed objects. There are. That also applies to D&D in many situations. Several situations. Whereas the only time that it could possibly be a murder hobo, your other concern, is if they're players. (laughs) That's fair. Murder hobos. Uh, But yeah, so for anybody that isn't catching our drift... Uh, today we're going to be talking about magic items and how that fits into D&D, since most magic items are some sort of relic or special item that is kind of rare. <laughs> so, d- nobody else can see this. It's just me talking to a mic. And Mel was just given a sloth plushie and she is... Just in adoration of this. Oh my goodness. She's holding it as if it were her own child. You know. Not too far off. It's so cute. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh goodness. You're going to be distracted this whole time. I will be snuggling my new sloth plushie this whole time. My husband's going to be so angry at you. (laughs) I know. If she sounds muffled. It's because my face is in the floor. Yeah. Is in the sloth. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your husband's not going to be too happy about this, but your house is eventually going to just be a sloth sanctuary. Yeah, that's yes. Why do you think my nursery theme is going to be a sloth theme when I have Everything's a child? Sloth. Because it's not just your nursery. It, no, it's your because life. it gives it gives me a reason. <laughs> Serotonin. <laughs> that too. Uh, it gives me a reason to have a place to put all of my sloth plushies and stuffies that people have gifted to me over the years and that's a lot I it was at our friend's um bachelorette party I think four people bought me sloth stuffed animals <laughs> at that at the zoo when we went not to the surprising. zoo not surprising <laughs> so not surprising I came home I also with, bought you baby stuff already and you're not even pregnant and it was all sloth yeah. stuff but you know what Katie made a very good point with that uh Katie's our uh, really good friend of ours uh made a very good point that you don't know when that stuff's going like in and out of style. So even if I don't, like, physically birth a child and I end up just deciding to adopt, I'm gonna need it anyway. So it's not like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's not going to use, and if it didn't go to use, I'm still gonna fucking keep it. It's still mine. (laughs) You get your own sloth teething rings (laughs) for your anxiety. You know what? That's... (laughs) Well, I just sit in my That's work desk and just go. That's a weird image. I'm, I'm not comfortable with that one. What's today's episode? Oh man. Oh. The sloth roadshow. Just give me a moment. I gotta get this this Starring image. Simon the sloth. That's what I've named this plushie. Oh, oh we we've got Simon in the bedroom already. He's a red panda. He's our red panda. You yeah. Pick a different name. You can have multiple Simons. There are many Simons. We have 30 Zacks in our lives. You can have multiple Simons. That's not true. We can't do this for a second generation. (laughs) You can't keep it going. Oh, God. I grew up with 30 Anthonys in my family. I can't have another. This has been the longest and weirdest tangent we've gone on. No, it's not. No. It's nowhere near. You put the image of Mel chomping on a chewy ring and just drooling all over it. I don't need that in okay, my head. Weirdest maybe. Friday Night Football. Definitely, <laughs> definitely not longest. No, the longest was the Harry Potter one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how slots tie into Antique Roadshow, unless it's a special item that we're auctioning to yourself, I guess, or An something. An amulet. It's a sloth amulet. Okay. Well, sloth is one of the 
seven the deadly sins. Yeah, the sins, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, How could you call this guy a sin? Well, I mean, if he gets nothing done, it's kind of a sin. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's kind they of get a sin. A, okay, now it's become the longest tangent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They do a lot for the environment. I, that's great. <laughs> they fertilize a lot at once. I'm yes, talking about the sin, which is not specifically the animal. They and more, fertilize a lot. <laughs> more so the concept of being lazy. <laughs> more than just lazy, though. Yeah. Which, actually, that does feed in mildly to my one plot idea of you guys, or like players having, player characters, having to fight their way out of hell. Well, each of the hells would be a different of the seven deadly sins. Yeah, that yeah, would be yeah. awesome. Constantly Wasn't that a video game with a with a slow spell. Uh, well, I mean, there's a there lot was a video that, yeah. game that a different Zach, not the Zach that was on that we interviewed. The third Zach. The third Zach that we will interview eventually. Um, and the only reason I re- I remember it. it was it called Dante, maybe? Because I remember... Probably, because... Um, I remember Dante's him, Inferno. Yeah, because I remember yeah. him fighting this big-tittied lady in, like, one of yeah. the, like, layers of hell. That's Dante's Inferno. <laughs> That's what yeah. it was. Okay, yeah, because he yeah. has to go through, like, purgatory and all these different levels of hell to find this woman that he loves that was taken to hell. That was me. Um, Bad. I know. Shame. 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 Look, start pointing. Shame. 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 What the f- it's a weird text too from the Department of Transportation. Okay, so you know <laughs> it's not real. That's a weird text. All right, um, but yeah, back to the. Hold your phone. Why? Okay, back to the concepts though with the seven deadly sins, which is how we're gonna transfer or or segue from <laughs> sloths <laughs> to magic items is if magic you sloths. did have that as a concept. And that was maybe not a, a deity, but like still a, a, a worshipped concept right. or a, a cult, possibly. Um, Excuse me, I'm you so could sorry. have. Jeez. <laughs> <That's really acidic. coughs> knock it off. I'm so sorry. Jesus. That snuck up on me. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so for a cult, you could have many items. You could have like obelisks and statues and amulets and rings and things that to that specific cult or concept or deity or whatever yes. it is. And those specific items could be imbued with magic and have some actual purpose in D&D other than being a nice item or yeah. an item of value and that's it. It's not um, just pretty. No, mm-hmm. it's not just pretty. It has a purpose to it and you're meant to, in theory... You're meant to use it for the, whatever purpose it is. Doesn't mean you will. Yeah, that's D and D for you. That's that's where players throw DMs for a loop and take items and do something ridiculous with it, and you're just like, oh no. One of my favorite ones is the the crown of ducks. Oh, the oh, that yes. we found. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You wear it, and all the ducks in the vicinity follow you around. You have yeah. So you have to roll, I think, a D eight, and yes. whatever you roll, eight. that <laughs> amount of ducks within a, I think it's like a five mile radius, yes. come to you and follow you around. Yeah. And you can kind of do with them as you please. Yeah. They're not. They, they don't like. You can't command them per se, oh. but you can like. You're just my mommy. Yeah, you can. Well, <laughs> see, but that's that's where this item is a little more interesting because it's not just a weapon that does more damage. It's a weird item that you get to figure out how you want to use it. Yeah. If you want to be like, oh, cool, I've got six ducks here, and this guy's going to shoot stuff at me. I'm going to use the duck as a meat shield, or I'm going to throw it at people, or or this is going to be my little friend. Exactly. I don't know. They're going to keep me warm. You could do that, too. But anything that gets... Hey, bum, bum, bum. Got any grapes? That's it. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, you brought, brought this. You brought yeah. This no, Amy brought it up, technically. Not. Badger, 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 badger. Okay. Badger, 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 badger. 
No, this is this is this is not an episode that is all about animal memes <laughs> from our childhood. Oh. So they're old. they're old. We're old. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I, I think there's plenty of magic items out there. There's a lot of things that DMs can create. There's a lot that you can find in the yeah. Dungeon Master's Guide. There's plenty of things that you can find in the Player Handbook. There are a supplement. Um, books that you can get. Uh, the one here, Mel, which, which one is this one? Uh, this is called Remarkable Shops and Their Wares. Um, I don't think you... I think you've told me it's this is not official Wizard of the Co- right. Coast stuff, but it is... Yeah, so this is... Loresmith makes this book specifically. You can find yes. things like this on uh, uh, dmsguild.com or maybe it's .net, I'm not sure. But... A lot of these community-designed books and things are, are... This one specifically isn't meant for just D&D. It's no, for tabletop. it's meant for mm-hmm. just t- yeah, tabletop in general. Yeah. So its items are a little more vague, which means that they're kind of a little more creative. Because you don't have to tie it specifically to D&D mechanics. They can just be concepts that they're, they're more like the magic item provides. Anything, yeah. What the fuck? What yeah. flaws on this item detail thing is a dirt magnet. Uh, will look dirty again soon after cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always I, dirty. I, I, I feel it's pain. <laughs> yep. I too am I am too dirty. Filth. I'm just filth. So, Mel. Yes, darling. What, what do <clears throat> you know, like, when you Not think much. of magic items and you were to plan out, like, your character... When you were thinking about magic items, what would you want to equip your character with? I think it all just depends on what the character is. Like, we'll we'll use Sithril, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew... What is Sithril? Sithril uh, is a grave cleric, um, a dark elf grave cleric that is in our lovely... My lovely co-host's campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing... I really wanted to have, and I won't lie, and he knows this too, I was inspired by Caduceus Clay from mm-hmm. Critical Role. I really liked the staff he had. And so I had asked him, I said, could I get a staff as well and have it like be used for like cool, like deathy, grave cleric-y shit? And um, because my favorite Disney villain is Maleficent, <laughs> I literally modeled it to be her fucking staff. Yeah. So I kind of based OG it... OG Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. OG Maleficent, not mm-hmm. gotta make You gotta make that... Cartoon Maleficent yeah. from 1955, I believe. Um, do you want to fact check that? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> um, 1950s, I do know. Um, but it just really all depended on... 59. 59, thank you. Um, it just... I pictured this grave cleric with his badass fucking staff. And using, like, all these cool fucking spells to, like, attack, protect, whatever, what have you. Um, I've never really had any other magical use inkling um, for any of my other characters. They kind of just fell into my lap. But I I think you've only played melee characters before, right? You were a fighter and... So, yeah, technically, I've only been a fighter before, but then you can also count my Pyromancer, who does, I believe, have a plus one weapon, but not. But it's not the same. It's got different rules. It's got way different different rules. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did have a plus one uh, longsword as my fighter. Okay. So I dealt a little extra damage. It it helps in in the statistics of things. Yeah, but Um, I I never... Here's the thing about it. I never truly knew that I had the ability to ask for a magical item right off the bat. Uh, I didn't know that I could. I thought maybe that would be pushing it a little bit. My fault. No, well, for our campaign. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You guys are starting at level five. Right. So the thing is with that is you have to be aware of, and this is for DMs out there, something that I have to be aware of is I can give you guys whatever I want. 
However, there is a such thing as power creep, and that is mildly balanced by um, only being able to attune to three magical mm-hmm. items that yes. require attunement. So your staff is supposed to, I think it should, if it isn't already set, to be a be. attuned requirement yes. um, item. The reason for this is if you guys find other powerful things, you have to give up something if yes. you go over three. Yeah. And there's lots of different areas where, <laughs> yeah, you have to choose. So you have to balance, depending on what items you have or find, do you want something that increases your armor? Do you want something that's more fun to use in combat? Do you want something that uses spells? Mm-hmm. Do you want something that's utility, you know? It makes you invisible or something. I don't know. Um, there's don't a know lot of magic is. items out there. What? I don't know if mine is an attunable one. I think we talked Yours about Yours is not, yes. no. Um, and Mel doesn't even know this, so she gets to learn something about Yeah, the reason why yours yeah. is not attunement specific is because it, it doesn't function a major role in any form of D&D other mm-hmm. than perception. There's no bonus to combat or bonus to mm-hmm. like major things that would sway the gameplay. Her staff has oh, yeah. multiple charges and multiple spells, so it has to be. I had to balance that. So the difference between... Her staff and my enchanted item, and this is something that Mel is learning um, because it hasn't been brought up yet in the campaign or anything. Um, I have a a worm woven bracelet. Mm-hmm. Worm um, spelled with a, a Y. Yes, um, from from the creature, mm-hmm. and it's the worm silk. Or like worm skin and scales. I forgot what, what yeah, the it's, actual, it's, like, it's, part was. I think it was It's like a silk, silk sinew and, and yes. scales and that scales. are intertwined in the bracelet. Mm-hmm. I get tremor sense. Oh, cool. Because my character is deaf. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in case you hadn't noticed during our campaigns, he Zach would always mention how Echo can sense, sense something it, not or hear feel it. something. And if you ever I'll be honest, when, I haven't paid yeah. attention to wording. Yes. Yeah. And then anytime, <laughs> it, anytime an NPC would get my attention, they would tap my shoulder. They have or to physically me. They touch have to her. Physically touch me, and whenever you okay. guys were looking away, I didn't exactly respond as if I heard you. No, when he would say some of that stuff, it's usually during while I'm staring at my spell list, going, "What's concentration yeah. and what's not?" Bitches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and, and the other thing too with your character, because it's tremor sense, y- you can read lips. Yes. But you so can't hear. I'm, I'm not so there's balancing different ways to still make it still a perception check. It's just what that perception check covers yes. is different. And I, I can hear kind of out of one ear. So if if it's to one side of me, I'm less likely to hear it than the other. So when I so. find out what ear that is, I'll go over and talk shit about you on the other. Yeah. Are you going to George Bailey me? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to George Bailey you. Oh, but yeah, yeah. so mine, mine isn't attuned because it doesn't give me a leg up over anyone else. No. I, it, I still have the disability. It, right. Let it, me tell you, playing a deaf character is real hard when you're not deaf. Well, also, it, it basically puts you, you statistically in the same deaf, realm so. so that your character's not at a disadvantage mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. It, it balances it out so that you have perception. It's just in a different way. Sorry, I'm turning the air on. I got hot. Okay. I was cozy. I was fine. But um, one of the things that I... that mm, I don't know if all of our listeners watch Critical Role or not, but we we all have. And sometimes there's things that that exist that are solely for creative purposes. Mm. And one of these things was the magic paints that Matt had given Jester. I love the magic paints. The magic paint is a great concept. Yeah, it's a great concept, and he made it as a gift, and then after that gift was given to the person... Was, you could see their regret on his face. Realized that that was the worst possible thing to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anybody that's not seen Critical Role, these magic paints allow you to paint something on a surface, and it becomes real. It has so limitations can, too. Yes. Right. So you can make a you can paint a hole, and you make a hole, or you can paint a piece of cheese. I don't think you can eat it. I think that was no. It's it. it you can't make something edible. It just makes it look like it. You right. Yeah, it looks fake. So Yeah. yeah. But it's you can make clothing and you can make other things. You can make Doors. a hole you in the wall. You can make a door. Living. Yeah. Yeah, you can't make anything living. Things like that. So there are limitations, but 
it leaves the player the option to make of this one item with certain rules uh, whatever they want it to be. And, and you have a certain amount, too. That's the fun part. Like, I feel like you can throw all these different things into D&D, and if, you, if I gave you a plus one sword or a spear, it's not really that much different because it doesn't change the mechanics of the game or how you use it. Right. It's just balancing out just damage and stuff. Your, yeah, it really yeah. just ups your damages and your chance of hit. Yeah, and all that really is for is if your DM wants you to be fighting stronger enemies. That's pretty right. much the point. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, things like that don't matter as much. Um, whereas you can get things that have a little more depth to them. And I believe, um, again, from Critical Role, Caduceus' shield is one that's interesting because Caduceus' shield allows him, if they make an attack, and I believe if they fail the AC check, he can, as a reaction, deal damage back. So he is basically able to... I don't remember if if they hit him or if they miss, but he can deal a significant amount of damage back as force damage. I think he uses it. <laughs> he used he used it on the the dragon that Twiggy killed. Yes, he wow, did. Wow, that is so yes. Yes. So he doesn't on the blue dragon. I think he swapped yeah. it out so he doesn't have that shield anymore no, later. But because, because it requires attunement, I, I believe. I know he. I know I switched it out. But that's a good example of it's a shield. It has a yes. purpose for giving you two points of AC, but also you can do something else with it because oh, yeah. it gives you a reaction ability, which normally he wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, that's a little more game-changing and mechanic play-changing. And I think that's what magic items should do. Yes. Because then they serve more of a purpose for the creativity and role-play of the game. I think that's a little more fun, at least. And then the rest of the D&D mechanics around it balances how many you can have and how to use them. The rest is up to the players. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, now that you do have your staff, though, where do you see your character later? What things do they want to achieve? And how would magic items possibly change It really that? all depends on where her mental stability will be. Mm-hmm. And if she gets relationships with the party, I yeah. know you mentioned that to me before. Mm-hmm. So basically, my character, as a grave cleric, and um, has is worships this certain god. And long story short, brought her back from the dead. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular god actually has the ability to make people begin to go mad every time they look upon him. Um, I feel like that should be, like, an overall god thing, but apparently it isn't. Apparently it's just this one. Um, I believe his name is, um, and the only reason I'm hesitating, because I'm not sure I'm going to say I think it's called, um, Agatheli? Agathele? Yeah, it's something like that. It's something I'll, like I'll that. I'll look it up for you. Yeah. Um, and he's a very neutral, cha- like, chaotic, neutral, neutral god, doesn't really care one way or the other, um... So, she has looked upon his face many a time. So, her mentality, my plan, is if I can play this right, my plan is, is eventually she's either going to become chaotic evil or she'll lean more chaotic good. Mm-hmm. Um, because that'll all depend on the relationship she makes in the party. If she feels the need, if she feels that she has a better relationship, like, let's say, with Echo... Um, she's going to be less likely to, to kill me. To yes, to kill her because she has this mindset of, um, I am the guardian of life and death, and I get to decide who lives and mm-hmm. who dies. Who tells your story? <laughs> Cue the spare the dying. Cue the spare the Meme. dying. Um, spare the dying. Spare the dying. <laughs> God bless you, spare the dying. Um, I get to do that too now. <laughs> Yeah, different campaign. But um, in, in, in basically where her head is is going to define whether the choice she's making is a good choice or a bad choice. Um, so can you back my sloth? Um, <laughs> so with her magic, her magical item was gifted to her by her god. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what's in that 
in that is more so like more of a life taker than a life healer. So, and I feel like she can either use this to protect or use this to destroy. Mm -hmm. So I did warn my husband, who's also a rogue, and he's like, he jokingly was like, I'm going to pickpocket my friends and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just so you're aware, I have a very high perception, number one. And number two, I was like, if your character steals from Sithril... Because, especially because she doesn't know you right now, she's going to take some of your life away. Because <laughs> why the yeah, fuck wouldn't she? Because <laughs> she's been scorned and burned and betrayed and shit for a hundred or so years, so... Like, our entire party is more on the inclination of evil. <laughs> like, neutral evil. It's, it's all neutral right now, but everybody has a messed up but, past. But it's so, like, yes, it's they're... like, Jared, hon, I love you, but this is not the group of people to pickpocket if you want a good outcome. <laughs> but, I mean, I think he, if, if he does it... Because he just likes the chaos. He just likes the chaos of yeah. it, and it works so well with his characters. Yeah. So us as the group would be like, <laughs> but our characters would be just like... <laughs> It'll be interesting when some of his character's background actually sees itself yeah. out. Because yeah. it's not at all like that. He's a Which is elf, interesting. He? Uh, yes. Okay. He's or no, a wood elf, half, but, elf. half elf. Half elf. Uh, is he half elf or what else? I think he's a wood elf, Honey? but I'm not sure. When you, if you're listening to this, what are you? <laughs> this, the Thanks. response will be like a month later. <laughs> it will be. He's oh gonna text me. What is it? Goodness. I want to see if I can access can check him it. on D and D Beyond. But more than half of us have it on private. Yeah. But I think so. I have just along the same lines of chaos. Yes. There is a an item, and there are items like this. Um, one well, is the deck of many. It is what up. Okay. The one is the deck of many, which is seen in season one of yes. Critical Role. But another <laughs> one is... One? <laughs> yeah. Another one is this bag of beans in the Dungeon Master Guide. Oh my gosh, uh, Dungeon Master so Guide. funny you said that. I, look, I actually, when I was doing Tiamat, I was looking at that. I, I had that be it's a... It's nuts. I had the bag of beans <clears throat> as a... Um, uh, uh, God, fuck, what was it? A uh, treasure... That you guys would find after you slaughtered my white dragon. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, because this is an interesting item. So, according to the DMG, the bag of beans can do a multitude of things. Yes. What you do They're is so cool. you have to roll a D100 or a percentile D10 and a regular D10 to get yes. a 100 value. And whatever you roll uh, aligns with a section on the DMG. Mm-hmm. Now, what that can be is like all over the place. There's one here where if you plant the seed, uh, one of the beans, a fruit tree grows and it has 1d10 plus 20 fruits, uh, 1d8 of which act as randomly determined magic potions. <laughs> what? That's I, insane. I thought that, isn't there also one where like the fruits will make you mad? Yeah, and there's one here where um, if if you plant the seed, a pyramid with a 60-foot square base bursts up from the ground. Inside is a, a sarcophagus containing a mummy lord. Roll initiative. <laughs> what the f- What? I the chaos the is out there. When I was planning and you, you were like, oh my god, look at this. And I added it to the campaign. You were like, this is awesome. <laughs> There's another one where it's it's simple and it's just a campfire with blue flames springs forth and burns for 24 hours. Wasn't there a bomb? Uh, there's a tree ant sprouts, a toadstool sprouts, a geyser erupts from the ground. I thought there was like a bomb one. A stat- stone statue becomes animated. <laughs> I don't see a bomb, but there's like different creatures Maybe that, that can, you can find. <clears throat> yeah, there's just these things are all over the place. There's one too that I thought was kind of interesting. So. There's a... I think most people are aware of what a bag of holding is and um, how that plays into things. Um, A bag of holding is a bag that has an interdimensional place inside of it so that you can fit way more items than would normally fit in what volume that bag looks 
Isn't visually it to take on. on another plane of existence? Yes. Okay. Yes. So much room for it's activities. Interdimensional. Yes, wow. but the bag has to be open because it runs out of air if you you're also, in it. I know. And then you you'll die. You don't want to be in the bag. Yeah, you don't want to be in the bag. You don't but be in the bag. There's a Don't be in the bag, man. There's a cursed version. There's a there there's a type of cursed version. Yes, there's not is. like what you guys are talking about. That's we'll a talk different about thing. That later, but, but it's called the bag of devouring. Yes. So there's a it's called the bag of devouring. And what mm. it is is the interdimensional space that it goes to, just like a normal bag of holding, is actually the orifice for an interdimensional creature, a large like behemoth creature. And any item um, that you put in it is assessed by the creature, and if it's food or a li- another living creature, it eats it. It's gone. <laughs> so your items that may be edible just disappear. Don't reach into the bag. Uh, actually, it's in there. No, in the DMG, it right says now. if you reach into the bag, there's a one in ten chance that it yanks you in. Yeah, yeah, you have to um, <laughs> what the, shake it out. What the fuck? Hang on a second. If you turn the bag inside out, it closes the orifice. So it can't consume things. But then again... You don't have an interdimensional bag anymore. So that's an interesting one to just be like, hey, you guys have a bag of holding. And just don't tell them that it's a bag of devouring. Because then they find out, and that's part of the plot of what happens. Well, and the cool thing about the bag of devouring versus the bag of holding, as I'm looking at the picture here, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally looks like a... um, A normal person on the street would never know the difference. No, it could kind of like, like, oh, God, I'm trying to think. Like... Instead of a, like, a Chanel bag, it's a, like, channel bag. Yeah. 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 It's a knockoff. Yeah, yep. it's a knockoff. You wouldn't know. If but it's you... things like that that are fun because the players don't know. The characters definitely don't know. And then things start weirdly happening, and that creates spontaneity, spontaneity I go in there to for check on my to get a snack. Of, I get it to get an orange. The oranges aren't there. Where the f- Jared, you eat my fucking oranges. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, it wasn't me. I'm oranges are gone. the bag of tricks on the next page. The bag of tricks is interesting. It's got a number of things it can do. The downside, Wait, however... Wait, is that the one with the bomb? No, that's the one maybe. with creatures. Maybe. Uh, no. But you, there are many there, things like that. You reach that. inside and there's a small fuzzy object. Oh. When you like use action to pull it out. Throw it 20 feet in the air. When it lands, it transforms into a creature, um, depending on what you roll on a D8. So you can get, depending on which color bag, if you get a weasel, a giant rat, a badger, a boar, a panther, a, a giant badger, a dire wolf, a giant elk, another bag has... But you could see how, owl, like... A mastiff, a lion. You can see how some of the chaos of these is based on a roll. <sighs> So, oh, yeah. you don't use this item intending for a specific purpose. You're using it to just have chaotic fun, because if you specifically want a badger and a lion comes out... Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hit her with the book. And a lion comes out, uh, your plans have changed. <laughs> I can't wait to get an owl. You have a lion. Fuck! Ah! I needed something with wings. It's munching on you. Oh no, I need something with wings as you're falling from 300 feet in the air. Yeah. Shit! Splat! Oh. A lion lands on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you have all these different types of magical items, but some of them you can't just outright be like, oh, I have this magical sword or this magical staff now. I'm going to use it right away. No. A lot of these magical instruments uh, require something known as attunement. And what attunement basically is, is that you have to essentially become one with the instrument. Hardwire it to your Yeah. It's because magic items are considered somewhat living, and you have to, with your consciousness, merge and overcome its will. Right. And now... And that usually takes a short rest? Short rest. Yeah. Yes. So you can attune to something in a short rest, but if you find something while you're out adventuring 
and don't have time to short rest, you don't get the benefits of the magic item. You just get the base item stats yeah, because so you're not one with the energy of it, the back, magic of it. Back to the sword or the staff. The force. Um, and the force is with me. Um, Thank you. <laughs> if you, let's say you had this magical, got this magical staff and you're like, great, but I don't have time to attune to it. It's just going to be a bludgeoning item. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and until you can. literally nothing, or the sword. Especially it's just, if you don't have strength. <clears throat> right, and the yeah. sword is just going to be a sword. Yes. Uh, now, along the same lines, a, sim- a, a concept that Dungeons & Dragons takes a little bit further of the yeah. mechanic of requiring attunement and how magic items are somewhat living and why you have to like overpower them to then use them. That's what attuning typically is. Um... There are also cursed items, which plays off of that, where you attempt to overpower the will of a magic item, but it wins, and you are stuck with whatever negative ramifications are tied to that and are unable typically to unattune from it. And our lovely co-host here in another campaign actually has a cursed item. Oh, yeah, mine? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, the person behind you. Well, I don't know. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> You're not behind him. Um, uh, I, I like the, the goats. I do too. I love the goats. I um, one. Oh, I can't talk about that. So <laughs> there's talk about your staff then. My staff is interesting. It causes madness. The more you use it, it acts as a vampiric weapon. So I can, when I do damage to somebody, I can equally heal that much damage that I did to them as mm-hmm. well. It's called the Gulthias's Gulf, staff, um, and it's based off of the Gulthias tree, mm-hmm. which is yeah. a blight tree. It's a cursed tree um, that was created by some evil wizard. I don't remember. There's a whole lot of lore behind it. Um, its opposition is the Brightwood staff. So there are two stabs. This one is the dark and kind of evil one and slowly makes you insane. However, it's a decent staff, so my druid uses it. (laughs) Yeah, and wasn't it like um, you have to like roll like every day or something like that? Uh, It's when you use it. When you activate the staff's charges, you have to roll on a chance to gain more insanity. And you can find there is a chart, an insanity chart, in the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide yeah. that you can refer to for things like that. Oh, here's the Brightwood one, right? Yeah. Oh, no, this is similar. Staff of the Woodlands. Woodlands. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but it, there's a lot of different things out there where you can have demonic items, you can have deity god-based items, you can have items that were, you know, uh, magic books, like the... Um, What's the the word for the, like... You can have magical hentai, apparently. Oh. What's the... Amy, what's the name for the book that's like an evil magic book? Grimoire. The grimoire, yeah. You can have grimoires and things like that. It's a very D&D fantasy kind of thing. You could have something like, um, I think one of the latest or the more recent... God of War games. You remember the head? The yes, old guy's yes, head? Yes, 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 That's basically a magic item. Yeah, isn't that the one where he had to, like... Yeah, he's he's magic and has knowledge that he can... Yeah. And, and gives off an aura and stuff like that. There's a few I don't remember his that, name, but... Oh, <laughs> uh, but there's, like, a few of those where you have that ability to, like, use somebody's head as, like, that. Oh, it was, um, um, the one that I'm thinking of is actually not from the most recent one. It's from God of War, I believe, 3... And it is Apollo's head. Mm, okay. Because you use Apollo's head um, because he has, like controls like the sun and the light and everything like that, and you use his head to navigate to Zeus. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, that yeah, works. It's, it's kind of like a magical lantern. It's just, like, literally, you hold it. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's not it. That's kind of fucked up. He stuns people. That's kind of so fucked up. you hold the head up, and it's just like, eh. So that's kind of like think. a Medusa head, using that yeah. for your own needs, which... In D&D, you could totally do if you ever came across one and were able to successfully use it as a utility item. (laughs) Are you looking into... I left a God of War head up and it's just like... Helios, my man. Oh, no, no, it wasn't... It was Helios. It was Helios, not Apollo. There you go. Um, 
But there's also there's like there's a lot yeah, basic there things. Lightest path or days as enemies. That's it. Ah, there you go. Um, but there's also many utility items. You yes. know, there's things where you can have a whip and it does damage. But um, there was one in Critical Role where it you can also pull things to you Jester's or pull yourself to things. I think Ford used it for a time, but yeah, yeah, Jester had it as well. So it's basically like a grappling hook, which is dope. Uh-huh. You can use that in that sense. Or you can use um, another thing that people don't think about is uh, health potions are magic. They're not just a normal potion. Right. And so, yeah, they require magic to make them and things like that. Mm-hmm. And normal D&D doesn't necessarily have it as a mechanic, but I added it to our campaign to be able to craft potions. Yes. And health potions are amongst Or just crafting, like, any type of potion, like a potion of frost, mm-hmm. a potion of, I don't know, herpes. Yeah. Oh, that's a bad one. Uh, that goes with your that goes with your plague stuff. You can, that you, does actually. Maybe I should make a potion of herpes. But you can have things like um, alchemist fire. That's that's an interesting yes. one where it's not necessarily it is kind of a magic item, but it's also kind of a normal item because it's alchemy to make it's a basically potion. a bomb. Yeah. Um, there's things where uh, usually in like storm giant places you can get lightning in a bottle and then you just open it and point it and shoot lightning at things it's a one-time use like alchemist fire but that's kind of a interesting weapon utility uh alchemist fire actually reminds me of a um i guess it's kind of a magic item of a type of bomb you can use in call of duty black ops 4 um it's and I think you can only do it for zombies. Uh, it's called Winter's Whale. Hmm. And basically what it is, is it's like a little like alchemy bomb that you throw at the zombies and it freezes them all. Okay. I, I think that's Alchemist Frost. Or I no, think there a, might be a thing like that. No, it's called Wraith Fire. I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. called Wraith Fire. Okay. I mean, that Winter's makes sense. Whale is a Winter's Whale fucking cool fucking name, though. Winter's oh, yeah. Whale is See? a really cool gun perk. Well, that's also just, like, along the line of magic items, DMs can create items. Yeah. yeah. And you can give them some dope-ass names from other pop culture references and stuff like that. Didn't you say you were going to have, from a, a Dr. Bloodborne, <laughs> Yeah. Dr. Blood Souls, that you were going to, like... Dr. Blood Souls. That you were going to make a something called Blood Souls? I don't remember. I'll have to listen back to the... <laughs> Recording because I don't remember now. <laughs> I feel like you did. You were like, What's there was yeah, name? there was something that was a good name. We yeah. were talking about it. I don't know what it was. We'll have but, to listen to it. Uh, but yeah, no, you were like, that's oh, a really that was, cool name. Because Winter's Whale is a pretty good one. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, Winter's Whale is a great name for a icy related special item or Credit? weapon of some sort. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, we're just gonna take it. That's what DMs do. We just take oh, that stuff. would be a cool creature. Yeah. Yeah, like a whale. I don't know what it would be, but a whale made out of ice, or, or like an like actual like a like, like, like a whale like whale. A whale. It, it yeah. could be like part of like your ride across like a, a street or something. That would be interesting, because then it, it could be qualified as like a um, like a special creature, like a unicorn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where cool. they they're It'd magical, but they're not. They're not common. And they're like the only way to really get across cool. the, this way, but like you take damage when you're on them because they're fucking cold. <laughs> what if it was? <laughs> what if it was more like the um, the way the whale is perceived in um, Zelda: Ocarina of Time? Remember how the Zoras worshipped it, even though it wasn't a deity per se; it was just special. Oh, hail the winter's whale. The winter's whale. The winter's whale. <laughs> he just ate my daughter. <laughs> Take my daughter. So. I have frostbite and he ate my leg. <laughs> Pinocchio, no. <laughs> so kind of going back to um, creating magical items and such, this kind of goes into uh, what enchantments are. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't think we have in basic D and D a way to enchant things. I think it's just assumed that DMs can set it up so that if they want it to exist in their world, players 
can go to places that they can then pay for something to yeah, get enchanted. To enchant. I know you but there's not I a way to do it from the character's perspective. You and I had talked about it as an option because I brought mm-hmm. up what if, uh, like a cool story point, if my bracelet broke. And so we have to go fight a worm to get the materials again and stuff like that to yeah. make it. And if we had a wizard or a sorcerer or something, yeah, you know, you have to have materials and, and you know... The, yeah, and I think the that goes along in order to to craft it. Yeah, I think that does go along with like that's a great plot, but not just where where you know how I made a mechanic so people can make potions. You have to yeah. pr- have predisposed reasons to have right, that skill, right, right. but you kind of have to have magic to be an enchanter. You in know what I mean? So only certain magic, classes yeah. would be able to ever have that mechanic. Yeah, kind of going off of that love. My staff finally shatters after using a charge, and we have to travel to the plane of my god to receive another one. And everyone has to deal with possible insanity on yeah. the trip. Say there's plenty of things, because yeah, because that is that is one of the downsides to your staff is you have to roll on it if you use all the charges, and it well you have to roll and breaks. It, you have to roll regardless to see how many charges you get back. But mm-hmm. if you use all all of them twenty, I think you get. Mm, there's, there's no, not 15, 20 charges. 15. I think yeah. you gave me 15. Sorry. We'll have to look at it. All 15 charges. So, like, let's say my character used the last, her final charge on it, like, protecting someone. Probably me. Probably. <laughs> you and I are the only ones who are really like... It's going to be either you or it's going to be Zach. <laughs> the squishy human. The squishy human. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty squishy, too. But it's going to be... Yeah. You, you're at a dis... Well, that should be. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, because no one's protecting their fucking cleric. <laughs> Excuse you. Guess I'm the, I was. the cleric now. <laughs> I was. <laughs> but anyway, no, that'd be a really cool plot point. Yeah. Oh, this. But if it happens this... at the same time, so I'm fully deaf, I'm a fully deaf child, and you don't have your staff, so you literally have to. Move me around in the direction so I can see what people are saying. And I have to... <laughs> a fight breaks out behind me, and I'm Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine with the headphones on while there's someone in the background <laughs> with a gun. Yeah. The only thing is... And you're just like, oh, I can't do shit! Because <laughs> of the way a lot of this stuff works over time, you do have to stick with your characters then for extended periods. Which I'm okay I with. I plan to. Don't let me die. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how much I'm enjoying being a wizard. Because <laughs> I'm enjoying it right now, because I'm a wizard in my other campaign. See how yeah. much you enjoy being a cleric? Or are you talking about the other one? The other one. The other okay. one. Also, don't forget, like your character, you could always multi-class. Yeah. That's true. So you can make a current character into whatever you want it to be, really. Just gonna go there are certain some... limitations, but... Let me just tell you, do some right wizarding and just be... <laughs> This yeah. to you as I crush people. <laughs> Multiclassing a little difficult, ain't it? Yeah, because everyone's like, "Oh, you have this, you have this." I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> yeah, because you're not. I'm actually a level five, you guys. No, you're te- you're only you're. I think we're you're I'm level, a level three, rogue. level three, three and level two. two so, so you've I only still got get those... some pretty good shit. Yes. And the way I, we have it, I have it mapped out, and I let him see because he has to know what I have mapped out. I'm gonna. It's gonna get really fucking cool because because Rogue and Monk are really good together. Like, oh, yeah. that's not true. Holy they're, shit, they're good together. A monk is literally a rogue without weapons that can catch. Yes. Yeah. I think a rogue could catch if they tried. Oh, what was that? I just believe. <laughs> oh, that reminded me. I saved it somewhere too. What? There was that. Remember, I was just scrolling through Pinterest one day, and. By the way, people, um, that is also Pinterest. how I get a lot of ideas for D&D, is just straight through Pinterest. I get them off Tumblr. I know I said um, it, which is where Pinterest gets it. I, this is, I won't, I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this in our very first episode, Pinterest is not just for moms anymore. Nope. No, they're for, for the, dads. They're for dads. <laughs> they're for dads that play D&D. And moms. Well, okay, dads fine. I wanted it first, though. For dads and dads. <laughs> and while he's looking this up, uh, Amy. Huh? <laughs> what, are our, what are our social medias? Oh, she don't know. <laughs> she don't remember that. 
shaking the table so much. I'm so mad at you. The mic picks it up. Uh, you can find us on our Instagram. In, our Instagram is Meta Dungeon Masters. And our Facebook and Twitter and Patreon are Meta Dungeon. Now, our Patreon has, you know, you'd think I'd be looking at paper at this point, but no, I'm panicking. Uh, <laughs> you bitch. Um, our, we need our, to get it out. This yes. is a good time to do yeah. it. So our our Facebook and Twitter um, have basically the same stuff as the Instagram. The Instagram will get it first, but they do go out at the same time. Um, our Patreon has all the episodes and the like coming out the Friday before they come out publicly. Um, so we post on Mondays on Spotify and Anchor and all of those, and then Patreon gets it three days before. Yes. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, we also have... Uh, special episodes on Patreon like we have uh, campaign recordings that we're doing right now they're not up yet because we want to have a, a couple in stock first to make sure that the audio is good um, but those will be up and then we have Deconstructing Media as a series that mm -hmm. will be going up on there which is taking pop culture and things like that and breaking it down into D&D &D. so it's like oh this is a great hero's journey it's very by the book so let's talk about what character types are in here so it's basically going over tropes and genres and stuff mm -hmm. because a lot of stuff is that's what D, D is it's it's taking you know the building blocks of stories um so those will be going up on there there will also be on uh one of the levels of patreon and i don't remember which one it is you would remember better than me yeah, um, i made it <laughs> yeah exactly um we will be creating little homebrew uh, one shots. Yes, those will be going up. Uh, that um, after they're play tested with our group and everything like that, they will be available uh, for you to play as well to try give your shot at DMing. Or if you're not a DM, give it to your DM and be like, "This was really fucking cool." And I'm pretty sure we're also going to put those uh, recordings up as well. Yes, the recordings will go up. The character sheets and item sheets yeah. and and all the paperwork to go with it will go up the story and everything yes. like that yes so just some cool little things for you to keep an eye out for uh as we truck along here we're also this. working i don't know if you know it um also working on a discord yes i did know that for the higher levels mm -hmm. yes discord yeah so we just have to finish building it so we gave well, you plenty of time to I find know. this. <laughs> I literally couldn't find it. But I, I'm just going to go off of what I remember in my head because I was talking to Amy about it because it was really cool. And I was just scrolling through Pinterest to find it or something and while we were watching something. But along the lines of monk weapons, it was these gauntlets. And yes. just like... Yes, I want them so bad! <laughs> <laughs> All right. But it was... Sorry. So cool. I'm trying to remember what they were called because they had unique hopes names. Hopes and prayers. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was, was hopes and prayers, <laughs> and they do different things. So they do like radiant damage and psychic damage, and it's like perfect for a monk because yeah. monks punch shit like punch ghosts. Just boom, boom, and it does extra shit for that. I can't find where it was. Here, I can find it for you because I know the name. Cool. I mean, you could have um, found it yourself now that you maybe. told me. Maybe. I can't remember. No, he doesn't know how to Google. Uh, Googles. <laughs> the Googles, I'm too old for that shit. But is it an enchantment? Thoughts um, and prayers, I'm sorry. Thoughts and prayers. Because that's it's so hilarious. It's psychic yeah. <laughs> because it's, and radiant damage, yes. yeah. So that's a really cool one that's, like, perfect for that. Whereas you can take things like this, and, and some stuff's always going to be cool. But some things are better for the party makeup that you are running. So, like, I wouldn't take an item that's going to be amazing for a barbarian if we don't have a barbarian. Right, yeah, you, know? you have to, you really, truly have to, like, cater to your group. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. This is a really cool detail on it that is probably not on the thing that you saved because it's, like, a yeah. whole page in a book yeah, of details. Um, so the, the two pieces can be separated. Um, so so if, you just have prayers? <laughs> yeah. They, they each have different things to them. Um, so it's two attunements, one for each. Okay. Um, if they oh. become separated, either by moving okay. 300 feet apart or by moving in different planes, so if someone, like, rips it off your arm or you're falling and it falls off. Or you off, gave or, it to somebody else. Or wanted them to somebody else. Something mm -hmm. like that. Um, so if they're far enough apart, any creature in possession of either item at the time of separation must make a constitution saving throw. 
Thoughts deals 2d10 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one, and Prayers uh, deals 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. So if you separate them, you know, you mm-hmm. get fucked. So if someone cuts your arm off <laughs> to make to make it so yeah, you can't it use can your weapon, injure them from then, separating then it's it. mending. There was... <laughs> oh, dear God. But I loved how this was a nice combination piece because while they are unique and fun on their own... Not considered they... armed, so monks can use them without... Right. Yes. Yeah, unarmed Sorry. and stuff still. I just love these so much. But they also have a combined ability. If you're wearing both and you hit them together, it does an area effect blast. That is fucking cool. That's awesome! Like, this makes so much more fun for a person that might be up close and personal with the way that they fight, and it just makes it a little more fun to play, you know? Whereas, like, before they could, yeah, they could punch things, but now they can really punch things. <laughs> and that's kind of, that's the whole point, is to find fun ways to do things. And that was, and that's the cool thing about enchantments. Mm-hmm. Is having, like, if, like, for example, um, if I wanted uh, my sword to have a certain type of damage, I can bring it to an enchanter and be like, I'd like to have, you mm-hmm. know, fire damage added to my sword. Sword. Could you? Sword. Can you do that? It costs a lot of money because it's very hard to yeah. have enchanters. <clears throat> so it's considered ultra rare, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah. So enchant- it depends yeah, on what enchant- it is. Depending on yeah, true. Depending on what it is, enchantments are considered ultra rare. So they're like way up in the thousands of gold. Maybe. It also gets more difficult, and there are limitations. Typically, this is up to each DM. Um, and has a higher cost the more that you add to it. So if you have an item that can do more than one or two things, that's going to be much more difficult to enchant or pay for just because it becomes more and more complex the more that you layer onto it. Because at that point, then magic is starting to not cooperate and begins to try to fight each other. Yeah. And then... At least in my campaign, the way I would run it as a DM is if a magic item is has too much magic fighting for the power of that or the control the of that yeah. item, uh, the item can destroy itself. Like, destroy itself. Yes. Yeah. And that's just like a real world kind of that makes sense thing. Mm-hmm. You know? think of the magicians mm-hmm. um, where if you use a spell too strong... Or something like that, where it's it's too high level for what you are. You can niff and out, which is just the magic burns you out, and you die, and you become magic itself. Mm-hmm. And not in a good way. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that what happened to What's-Her-Name's brother? Yes. And her. And her. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, like, that's... Shit, did you get to that part yet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so... I don't know what happened when. I, I think, yeah, that... That pretty much encompasses everything that we wanted to talk about for our antique roadshow here. We covered uh, attunements and Curse curses item. and how different magic items can be if they're utility or combat or just fun. Enchanting, yeah. What's one of your favorite enchanted items that you found just online, not necessarily played with yourself? I mean, you all know mine based on my exclamations. Well, I've created some that I really like, but... Because you can talk about one that you've made and it'll be in the campaign, but we won't know because whatever we pick up on the way, it's whatever it is. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm not sure if I have a, a favorite per se, just because a lot of different items are really cool. I do really like that duck crown just because it's <laughs> it's know. literally it, it pointless, looks, it looks like a duck but you foot can do fun it. things with it. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple, and these are based on... Um, ones that I did for Tiamat because I was like, oh, these are cool. Um, one of them, if I figure out, uh, one of them was the Sending Stones. Yeah, those yes, are cool. Sending Stones are really cool, but I prefer the Blue Whisper earrings from Critical Role instead. Yeah, um, cool. those are, those are probably going to be super rare or and not in most people's campaigns because no. they're they're like walkie-talkies. They're like, literally walkie-talkies. Oh, and the they're sending, overpowering. And the sending stones are the same thing, but I think it's only you can only be like 50 feet apart or something like that for them. To, well, there's only two stones typically. You can't... Right. Yeah, you can't, you can't have a group, have a group of eight and they all chat. Killing someone, hold please. Um, and then the other one, because I'm trying to find it, there it is. Uh, the other one I really, really, really like 
is the um, flame tongue. And basically what the flame tongue is, it's a sword that after you attune to it and you teach it a word to um, activate, it activates fire damage. It becomes a flaming fucking sword. Mm-hmm. And it not only deals slashing damage, it also deals fire damage. Nice. Yeah. And it is really fucking cool. And I, I enjoy it. <laughs> And it's become Jared's new favorite item. It's a cool item. There was one item that I saw online, and I can't remember the name of it, um, but it was someone's homebrew, and it was a cloak that looked like the night sky, um, and it was basically like a bag of holding on the outside when you activate it. Mm -hmm. So you can put stuff in, um, but if it's sat longer than 24 hours, it's just lost. Yeah. So, so it's only because it's not a true bag. But it's just so, a, pl- a setting place. Yes. Yeah. So if you if you're just traveling and you need to put stuff in there in the meantime to hide it from like scrying or whatever you can, but when you're in a fight, you can literally turn your back, activate it when someone's running at you, and they can fall inside they and they're so they're immediately dead because it's space. Yeah, they die within a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, and this is just and then they're lost forever. This is just super yeah. helpful. Goggles of night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a utility one. Where very, it, it very just, helpful. Yeah, it just gives players that don't currently have night vision the ability to have night vision, which Dark balances vision them up out. up to 60 feet. And Especially if you're the only one that doesn't... There it. was one thing that we didn't talk about Ooh. specifically. Um, and that's... We talked about magic items in general and yes. somewhat of their rarities, but we didn't talk about the top rarity. The artifacts, the relics, and the vestiges. Yes. Those are the very, very, very most rare items that are also typically the most powerful. Usually they tailor to like level 10 and up players just because that's when you start getting into the world ending kind of campaigns and the epic big battles and things like that. The more challenges. And yeah, and. That's usually when you have something that big to go up against and solve. You need something big. You go find something that's, you know, a myth. Yeah. Some special weapon of the gods that can help you. Which is kind of what you're having us do to... Sort of, yeah. Uh, uh, ...cure this plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The... It's it's a... I know. ...small little, like, teardrop stone called the moon's... Uh, the moon drop. And it has healing capabilities beyond what potions can do. Out of curiosity, did the last year inspire you? Possibly. (laughs) I did have this idea for the campaign prior to COVID. Oh, so you started COVID. Thanks. Yeah. COVID's because of you. And my solution doesn't exist in the real world, so, you know, we're all fucked. It does, if everyone got their fucking shot. That's not a moon drop. (laughs) It could be. No. kind of is. But, um. Once you see the outside. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I, I needed a concept. I knew I, I knew what I wanted you guys to go and achieve. I didn't have the reason for you to go. COVID gave me that reason of, oh, there's been reasons to save a city before. They're called plagues. Yeah. <laughs> so, and more so, you know, the, what is it, the bubonic plague? Yeah. The black plague? Black. That one? That was a pretty severe one. That, that makes more sense for... for this kind of campaign. I got you. A few hundred years. Yeah. And that made sense for that era because that's that era almost matches D&D a little more accurately. Somebody um, said the people of the bubonic blade didn't have a vaccine and it went away. Yeah, because it killed everyone. <laughs> yeah, they, there was no more people to infect. Did you know that the bubonic plague actually wasn't started by rats? It was started by a hamster. Okay. The hamster passed on to the rats, but the re- but the rats have the more ability to travel across Spread the it, world. Yeah. So, Molly, do you want to read how many? Oh, years there it actually we go. Was? It was um between. Yeah, it's okay, seven years, not mm. hundreds. Why did I think it was hundreds? Whatever. All right, so seven years. But I mean, that's, that's still, still a long that's still time. A long fucking time. That's a very long um, time. We're on year two of COVID, and I don't need any more of this. I don't want, I'm done. I'm no, no seven years. No. But the most popular theory of how the plague ended is through the implementation of quarantine. Yeah, Woo-hoo. because it yeah. killed everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> it was already infected Well, they with also it. learned that burning the bodies was spreading it. 
Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they would burn the bodies to get rid of the infection, but you breathe in the bodies. Woohoo! And but that's, we that's digress. Why the, that's why the masks work. Yeah. We, we digress. <laughs> We're history. The world, the world we live in. But yeah, and how so it relates to D&D. Anything else you wanted to talk about the legendary objects? Or did you I don't think that? so. I think that covers it. It's just because I'd rather people leave it up to their imagination knowing that they are relics. They're vestiges. They're unique because a deity, a god, something bigger than the world you live in created that item for a purpose and you're repurposing it for your problem. Can Simon Sloth be a legendary item? Uh, possibly, depending. I mean... Both. The stuffy itself is the legendary object. I mean, there are in the DMG. There are like statues. I can't find them now, but I, I, they're farther. They're farther that way. Keep going. Here. But um, there them. are sta- animal statues that if you use them, they can do different things as well as summon animals. So maybe you summon a sloth with one. It'll take eight years for it to arrive. <laughs> but it'll, it'll get there eventually. After the final battle, it just pops up. And it's like, hey, I, I summoned you when I was level three. Oh. Where have you been, bud? No. I'm, and he doesn't even fight. He just gives you a hug, and that's all you can do. And he shits. Oh. <laughs> that's all it does is it and shits. He does a little well, that we, do. we don't need to find it. It's Yay! not that important. But... Uh, was there anything else either you two would like to address? Otherwise, I think... What is might. our next episode? What are we talking about next next time, guys? Um, I can look it up for you. Um, Zach, tell us about it. our social media stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. At least he's honest. There's a sloth plushie here. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> You're gonna rip it? <laughs> we already recorded our next episode. Well, yeah, so, but what is yeah, but what, what is, is coming up Become next? Become a god and build your world. Oh, okay, so we're going into world building with, yes. with yeah. DM yes, type so, stuff. So next episode, we will be talking about world building as a DM, creating your world, being god. And you can create those vestiges as god. Huh. All right, we'll see you all next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.